Welcome to the Pow Wow Podcast. I'm your host, David. And I'm your other host, Philip. And I am in such a good mood. Today is Monday, the 24th of January for us. And the Rams, the Los Angeles Rams, are in the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Woo! Sorry if you hate sports, but man, I'm excited. You are having a phenomenal inaugural football season, my friend. Well, you it's are... not my first football season. I followed very closely last season. That's true. But, That's uh, true. Uh, but you are, but for, I'd say for like the full This experience. is the first time I got into like the betting game and like fantasy football. I'm fully invested. Yeah. Did you watch this is, the... Did you watch the regular season games last year? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was last year was the first time I literally watched pretty much every week. I was I was watching at least one, two, three of the games. And then I think in the second half of the season, I discovered Red Zone, which was just a godsend. But you, my friend, are having a phenomenal year. Not only do you have two teams, which is something of an outside standard, but you are having uh, two teams that are are high quality. Uh, one unfortunately missed the playoffs, but a very exciting finish. People would at least take that rather oh, yeah. than be a Jacksonville oh, yeah. Jaguars and fan like, right now. Yeah, and and like a positive outlook on the future for sure. Now I'll, I'll explain. I, I I love the Chargers and I love the Rams. I'm an LA guy. Couldn't pick between the two. They're both wonderful teams. A lot of great uh, great players to support. And uh, yeah, and they and they're both doing well. And the Rams are uh, very real contenders for a Super Bowl. And I'm sure. Th- and I'm sure the listeners who aren't into the NFL will at some point get interested when the Super Bowl comes around because it's the easily the biggest bandwagon event of the in the world. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll maybe discuss that in minor forms in a couple of weeks. But I'm excited. Absolutely. And my only point that I wanted to make was that you happen to pick a fantastic year for all this to happen. For your Chargers, they went out and wanted probably the best regular season games I've ever seen. It was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And then this year, you you happen to have a team that was in it on one of what many are calling the best divisional weekend playoff games of all time. Yeah. Four games, four walk-off scores to win the game. It's incredible. Nobody this yeah. is it, unprecedented. Every, for anyone who's not 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 super familiar with the terminology, all four games ended on the on the on the hooter on the last second on the of hooter. The game. Like I love they, that they were decided on. Yeah, in rugby, when the time expires for the game, they sound off like an air raid <gasps> siren in most stadiums. So, it's very so. Cool. That's what the the hooters are talking about. I thought it was sensual. Now I just know it's times up. No, <laughs> no, it's like like some stadiums. It's like a it's like a a. Burr. And then, like in other stadiums, it's like a full-on, like, oh my god, the the Germans are invading. You know, like <laughs> it's it's fun. Um, it's it's really just a rugby thing, though. It's it's absolutely. It, I I like it, and that that's where the terminology comes from. The Hooter. Um, it's got nothing to do with big boobs. In well, case you were I mean, wondering, it can it can. I mean, there uh, is a gay guy on the field anytime big, you talk about your Rams. Big, and for those who <laughs> for those who are missing the big joke, boobs are uh, always involved. And for those who are missing oh, the joke, oh, the kicker I just for got the, the joke. <laughs> oh, no, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Los Angeles Rams kicker is name. His last name is Gay, and that's that's the only yeah, joke that I make. Go. All right, all right. That's it for sports talk. I swear to you, the rest of this is actually anything but sports talk. And speaking of which, we are actually going to be having a guest join us here in a few measly minutes here. But in order to prepare for our guest, since she is will be joining us for our main topic. 
we of course now have initiated a new mini segment for whenever we have a guest. That game, of course, is Password. We introduced it last week. If you missed that episode, go back and listen to it. But we'll explain it one more time and then we'll get into the flow of things. Uh, Me and David will assign the other a word or phrase that that person will then have to incorporate seamlessly into the the main topic or game at some point when we are interacting with our guests, preferably the main topic, though. Whenever that happens, you will hear this ding. And when that happens, you will have known that we will have said our phrase. Now, of course, ah. the guest will not hear the, the ding. That is just for you, the listener. And we will see whether or not the guest calls out either person for incorporating a weird phrase into our conversation was it so outlandish was it so weird that it jarred the conversation or did we sneak it in there i want to clarify it does have to be in the main topic because then we're going to have the guests yes actually you're right during the, the mini segment after the main topic if they didn't call us out during the main topic then we'll see if they can guess what the phrase was we'll tell them that we were playing this game what was the phrase? And if they guess it, then that person loses. Absolutely. Absolutely. Last time. Yeah. Last time you lost again, this one, we're, we're not keeping anywhere near as good of a track on as uh, anything. This is just. Yeah. I mean, this, this is them. just for fun. Just for fun. So uh, no real consequence here. But let us get to our phrases for each other. David, you started out last week. Let me give you my phrase first, if you will. Please. I want you to sneak in the phrase baboon booty. <laughs> baboon booty okay <laughs> i love it baboon you really ins- booty. did i inspire you last week is that what this is <laughs> i you know what i thought i was with actually gonna python, go with food python again python and i was like no i'm gonna yeah yeah well now i gotta edit that out thank you so much one more time uh but no i've got to uh i i just thought you know what i'm gonna swap it out i'm gonna go something a little more a little more naughty here so yes you did inspire me your turn mine is this phrase is your ass is toast. I would like you to incorporate that into the main topic somewhere. And with that, here we go. Anything that's said during this main topic on the podcast can and will be edited, but we can't edit out our next guest. I'm, I hope a continuous colleague of mine, not a former colleague after this episode airs. Shannon, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, when we first wanted to broach this topic, me and Hoffman, of uh, breakups, that will be our main topic for today. Uh, I immediately wanted to and reached out to you, and I said... Shannon, we're going over a very serious subject matter. We very much want a female presence. I very much want to incorporate you in the episode. Can you do it? You were immediately there with me. You said yes. And what? Two days later, you uh, you got bit by the breakup bug? Kind of, yeah. I mean, we I'd gone through a long breakup. Um, I recently started seeing someone like very casually, no labels. And then... Um, me and Philip were like on on air and we were texting about our show and I was like, well, I'm I just ended something with the guy I'm seeing as we're like about to turn on our camera to like be on a live show. So that was fun. That was a yeah. new experience. 
Yes, I got to see an entirely different side of Shannon, the uh, the withholding of emotions. Because you, uh, Shannon, I got to, I got have to admit, you held yourself beautifully. You held yourself beautifully. I would not have known that you were going through something had you one not dry snitched on yourself, <laughs> and two. Well, <laughs> yeah, I know the the hosts were asking like Shannon, something seems wrong with you, and you're like, well. I just broke up. Ha ha ha. I don't think that they actually knew that that's what happened or something, but but you you dry snitched on yourself. And two, if I hadn't have known previously, you were you were very well composed, very much far more so than I I was, at least during my my most recent or meaningful breakup. I guess there's there's really nothing else to be said. Let's just get into the subject well, matter. I want to say no. I want to say sorry, I am I'm here as well. Uh, <laughs> I I had asked several people friends of mine i'm going to call them out right now without naming them obviously but call out some of my friends because i asked them if they wanted to come on for this episode to talk about what we're going to talk about breakups and they all there were several of them that just said they're like oh i'd love to come on what are we talking about breakups Mm, do i can i come on another week (laughs) i really don't want to get into that so kudos to well the three of us i guess for pioneering Being this bold. topic. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Let's Absolutely. do this. Everyone goes through it. Shouldn't be ashamed. Exactly. No. And as long as we're not dropping names, all's fair game, right? I mean, anybody anybody in the history log there had to have known at some point for any one of the three of us we were about to air our dirty laundry. So here we go. Let's start at a uh, at a fun place. Uh, we had some audience interaction with this one. We went to the socials and we asked you the audience where were the best places to break up? Now, David, you have that list. Give us some of your favorites from that list from what the audience gave us. All right. We we got some real weird ones. The weirdest thing is that two people who definitely don't know each other, because I know one of them's a friend of yours, Phil, one of them's a friend of mine, mm. both said on a roller coaster is the best place to break up with somebody. Now, Shannon, do you think that that's at the beginning of the ride or at the end of the ride? Like, where, where is, because I'm trying to imagine, is that like before, like you're right before you go down? Is it like, hey, let's break up? Or is that like, I'm thinking the beginning. I'm thinking right as you're about to take off, especially if it's like a launch coaster. Yeah. So that way you break up and then you're just like launched into like adrenaline and fear. So that's that's your emotions that you're dealing with. And then they don't have to feel any shame about about like screaming and and getting all emotional because because everyone else on the on the roller coaster is going through the same thing. You can blame Uh, your tears on the wind, you know. Exactly. Uh, We had a few honest answers here. For example, uh, coffee. What do we think? Coffee. Oh, that's a good or bad no, place. No, hot. No, this is supposed good. to be best places. Yeah, oh, best place th- to break up with someone, depending on the person and how how uh, how far out of left field they are. You do not want to be near scalding drinks, hurtful drinks. Don't give more. And it's also public. It's public. Public. I don't think you should be in public. Oh, yeah. I mean, I agree. Unless the person is poses a risk to you. That's fair. We got one. Uh, you know, I'm gonna. I'm going to say who this is from because I, I've talked to her before about naming her on the podcast and she's never minded. Coral Denny says, under an <laughs> overpass. <laughs> under an overpass. I don't know why. I don't know what the context is. Lisa yeah. can't jump. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, there's lots of places you can't jump off of <laughs> that are not as yeah, arbitrary. But like, they're not on top of the overpass. No, I know that. Okay. All right. You seem to be fine with the logic. 
<laughs> Maybe. I don't understand it, but I guess. We got, we got laser tag. And then we... It's kind Actually, of, that's I don't true. know what... I mean, take out your frustrations, I guess. Uh, that's true. And that's then, where I was going with it. Yeah. You can immediately Another real sincere one at their home on their day off. Uh, way to ruin their day off, but but I guess it's better than a day that they have to work. That's true. Yeah. That's Shan- very Shannon. True. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> Relatable. All right. All right. That's it for uh for best places. How many guys? How many? I would even like let, let's go into a further qualifier here. How many solidified significant relationships have you been in let's go with you first Hoffman so that way Shannon you didn't get any prep on this question so how many significant relationships would you say that you've been in Hoffman just two just two two significant long-ish term relationships and for for the sake of the audience how would you now then qualify for yourself significant do you have a timestamp on that or is it more of a feeling a bit of both I think I think it, it it depends on the feeling. You can date someone for a year and never really get to the point where you're like you feel like it's significant, but but you can also date someone for eight months and and it be and it feel very significant. So I would say at least six months. I don't think if it's less than six months, I don't think it ever got to be significant. Hard for it to be significant, even less than a year, I, I would say. But I do have one that I consider significant that was less than a year, but yeah, I I would that's my time frame. Anything more than a year and it's probably pretty significant. Same line of questioning to you there, Shannon. How long would you consider significant and how many then significant relationships would you say you've had? I think it does depend on like, I, I understand the timeline, but I do have some people where I was not dating them very long, but I consider them very significant, at least to myself as a person and like how I how it ended and affected me. So I'd say I, I've been in about four or five significant relationships, um, two super long term ones, like three shorter ones. I, for myself, would say that I've been in about uh, three three to four. Again, it kind of depends on it, especially that I feel like everybody's first one, it's always like, eh, how significant was it in retrospect? Uh, it was significant in that it was the first, but was it something that I would consider now, especially with the gained knowledge of like, oh, I'm actually knowing what I'm looking for in, in a person. And I, I felt a bit better connection than my first who was just like, eh, we're just, <laughs> we're just together. And it's somewhat unhealthy for both of us. But I would still go with three to four for myself as per the qualifications I, I think we're all in agreement here. It's to whatever you relate to the person and whatever you can, can consider to be absolutely significant and feel that, that quote-unquote connection with. Feel that significant connection with somebody else. Guys, in those relationships, Shannon, we'll start with you. Are you usually the dumper or dumpy? I am normally the dumper, honestly. Really? It's always really dra- like drawn out for me, though. I like kind of take my sweet time trying to figure out how to do it. Are you um, hoping that they dump you? Is that part of why you take so long? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd rather them like bring it up than me because I'm not good at bringing up those kinds of things. Mm. Sorry, my dog's asleep and kicking the table. Oh, that's all right. Okay, Teddy is more than welcome to break up our conversation in order to uh, insert himself into the into the into the pod. So, all right. So you are usually the dumper. Hoffman, where do you go? Both times I was the dumpy. <laughs> I don't oh, know. Wow. I don't know why that that is. I don't think there's a reason. I just, uh, yeah. I the first one I was way too attached to ever want to want to break up with that person, and then the second time, just kind of it was going well, and things just sort of 
fell out of the I don't know, it just no longer worked for some now, reason. But for me, it was all good. So I was fine. Um, so yeah, I've always been the dumpy, which is I think you learn more as the dumpy about yourself. I understand that. I have been dumped. I'm not always the dumper. Yeah, I was about to go back to both of you since like obviously there's a preference there. Hoffman, have you would you would you say though in like smaller settings, obviously not as significant ones, but you have had to dump. Yes, you have been a dumper. In smaller like smaller relationships, yeah, so less like, long term, yeah, like yeah. short term things. Yeah. Sure. Yes, I've sure. been there. Okay. So you've been there as yeah. well. Okay, cool. I would say that usually, usually I'm the I'm the person who is dumping or the dumper. Uh I, I'm usually that person. I once I once I fe- have a feeling or once I know that there's that disconnect or there's that one final red flag or whatever, whatever it could possibly be. I, the type of person I am, I like to kind of engage in interaction and communication and, and, and hit it head on. So I'm, I'm usually that person who will at least broach the subject. If not, if not outright, just be like, Hey, um, (laughs) what are you doing on Thursday night? Let's, uh, let's meet up. Let's go back out to the social media realm. Hoffman, Worst places to break up with someone. Where were some of the places that our uh, social following went for this? We got laser tag again from the same person. <laughs> so it goes. So it goes both ways. It can be the best yeah. or the worst. Yeah. Okay. We got the middle of Macy's. We got Verizon Wireless Store. I don't. <laughs> I mean, I don't think those are any worse than any other places at work or at school. Uh, at your own wedding. Oh. What do we think? <laughs> the worst that's, place to break up bad. with someone at your that own is, wedding. That, that is pretty that's bad. That's pretty bad. Unless it's mm-hmm. your side chick. Then that's probably the right time to break up everyone. with that person. <laughs> <laughs> that's bad for just down the road. <laughs> uh, a restaurant. Shannon, I, that was I, your contribution. Yeah, that was me. I was like, was that me? I, I don't want to be in a public place. Just like that's interesting. be a person yeah. that like respects me enough to take me in into like my home or like, you know, in a private setting and explain everything yeah. like now, don't we now, got don't like it well hold we got, on i, would, I just, I just okay, want to yeah. clarify on that shannon would you prefer to be broken up in a public place or let's even go worse let's go texting would you rather be broken up via text or in a public place no i'm a 24 year old person i'd rather be broken up in public than over a text message okay yeah. just making yeah, yeah, sure yeah, i'm just with making you sure. there that's very insincere we got several funeral <laughs> oh geez <laughs> that was a common thing and then, oh, there's just so many that are that are good. IHOP. This is from Coral Denny. She says, IHOP, yeah. don't ruin breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. If you break up with someone in a public place, you're going to ruin that place for them yeah. forever. I, I could know. never go back to IHOP if I got my heart broken there. Yeah, anytime I love like, their French toast. I would oh, be distraught. Absolutely. CVS on our aisle nine. Oh, this is, this is, this is a good one. Uh, grandparents house 200 miles from where you live and she's driving you home oh i know (laughs) why couldn't you wait yeah you need to wait yeah i don't know well that that one feels real tragic i mean i understand situations but oh gosh no that is so bad oh all right there were there's there are quite a few more on stage when has that ever happened um yeah uh, we won't get to the rest. There, there are a lot. We got some really, really funny ones, uh, but those well, are the highlights. So, thank you guys for participating, the listeners. That we uh, we love the the interaction and and definitely gave me a few laughs as I was as they were coming in. All right, that segues wow. beautifully. Hoffman, where, what, describe 
was your worst oh. breakup. Now, I'm this can be back this... To this quite a bit, I think, with the rest of this main topic. Yeah, this is going to be it. This is what we all kind of signed up for. What yeah. now? Also, it, it it's going to be interesting to see what we each qualify as our worst breakup because I think that it can go in multitude of ways. It can be whether or not we're it's the worst one because of how guilty you felt for breaking up with the other person. It could be awful because of the circumstances upon which you were broken up with. Or of course, I mean, I, I would argue the standard would probably be just the one that hurt the most. But but where do you want to go with it, Hoffman? What was your worst? Well, breakup? I'm only comparing two really because I don't. Sure. You know, I'm not considering all those shorter relationships, okay. or or I, I don't even consider them relationships really. Just sort of dating. I've had two. One went horrifically, and one went really well. So obviously, the first one, the horrific one, it lasted a while. There were a couple calls after after the fact or at least one or two calls after the fact where i you know was still like trying to convince her that that we could make it and it was long distance that's why that we were calling was over skype back when skype was still a thing and oh it was just the worst and being on opposite sides of the planet it was look i think I'll I'll get to that. I was about to say something, but I'll get to that at the end because um, we have something else planned. Yeah, it was just messy and it was emotional and it was my first real relationship. And I would I was convinced that we were going to get married, which now I've obviously I many years later I'm like, well, that was super stupid. But um, yeah, it was just messy and awful. And again, you were dumped. How did? And the worst part about it was was that we couldn't sit face to face she didn't have to look me in the eye she was looking at a picture of me on a screen you know we were video chatting so you don't actually have to like that's what convinced me that there might that she might feel differently if we were like if we had broken up face to face it was that which again i don't think that's true now but it was tough it was tough not being able to to actually communicate face to face that sucks and then feeling completely you know devastated and like not yeah, it was. And you said the reason why? What, did she ever give you like a reason why she broke up with you? Is there is there ever like yeah. a? Good, oh, <laughs> I do mean, you, do you, we had we had several arguments yeah. leading in the month leading up to that. Long distance played a big role because we were ne we never functioned well when we were not together because you know we were both extroverts, so it just didn't it wasn't working, you know. We had already done a year of long distance. That was really tough. We were about to do a second year, and it just. In the end, it was definitely good that we broke up. We just, we'd had a lot of fights and like she no longer felt any joy in talking to me, I think. Mm -hmm. That's what, that, she didn't say that, but like there were other things that I won't get into, but sure. that's what she, that's what I know she felt. One last, one last one for you, Hoffman. Did, did that or has that affected your thought process on long distance relationships? Well, that's what I was going to get to in the end. I guess I'll. Oh, okay, okay. I'll so now. no, 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 no. That's fine. We'll 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 wait till to the appropriate time. All right, okay. let's go. Shannon, worst breakup. How you qualify it? Here we go. I'd say it's between two two of my my longer term relationships. One ended really really messy, and uh, the more recent one ended like probably more heartbreaking. I'd say that one is probably the worst one. I was living with this guy. We had been dating like three and a half years. Wow. And we have a dog. We had a dog together. Um, the dog is now mine. Uh, by yes. the way, God bless Teddy. The said dog that is Ooh. sitting below me right now. That's that's good. 
That's real good. I did have an inkling when I got my dog that there was some issue in our relationship. We had been Mm. living together for about like six months at that point and I could just feel something was off. So when I talked to him about getting a dog, I was like, I'll buy the dog. It'll be my dog. (laughs) That way I, I knew something was off. And we broke up every month, basically had a big blow up fight, thought we were going to be breaking up. And then I think the reason we were staying together was probably because we had an apartment together. It was messy. We didn't kind of know what we were going to do if we broke up. You know, we never got to that conversation. So it just kept happening over and over again until finally when it did happen, it was more like amicable. Like we were kind of mutually like, I'm just so tired of it. And um, right. it left me in a really weird spot because I had to watch him move stuff out of the apartment because it made more sense for me to keep the apartment. And that was really hard. And just being in that space for a while, because I had to wait until the lease ended. I had like two or three right. months left on the lease. That was rough. That was what made it like really hard because I was just sitting in all of our like shared space and just knowing yeah. also he only like moved back in with his parents, which was like 30 minutes away from me. And so I was like, oh, he's just like there. And then I've had to deal with it as I moved out. I'm in a new place now. I've had to like contact him about like our lease and stuff and like other fees that we had to do. So I've had to be in like contact with him about stuff. So it's like kind of slowly ending. It's like a slow burn end to that relationship, which just kept like really killing me as a person. I'm curious, based on that experience, which would you say do you think is more difficult being the person who has to uproot and leave and and get out or the person who's left behind with everything still surrounding them, all the memories, you know? So I don't know exactly. That's a good question because a lot of the apartment stuff in the apartment was mine. Like all all of the big furniture was mine. So at least I had my furniture. I didn't have like super empty stuff, but I, I saw him like there was no art on the wall where his stuff was. His like little desk and situation was gone. So like I remember I had gone to my like parents house and I was like you have a key still like just come in and take your stuff so I came back and it was just like those spots were empty that was really hard and then I just had to sit with it being empty for a while until I figured out what I was going to do with it for two months and it was just like sad but I mean like I've never had to to move like out of an apartment with someone so I can't give that explanation right but I can I can tell you like watching like stuff just not be there anymore that was sad and just sitting in the space that was like hard, like really hard. Yeah, it's an empty space and obviously you're hard and then it's physically represented by knowing, oh, that's where the desk was. That's it's, it's what it's supposed to be. I, I think a lot of people find the representation probably, especially whenever you're living together, the empty space in the bed, right? Like most people adhere to still where it's like, oh, this was my side. I don't even want to take the middle. Like The you empty nightdresser drawer that he had was so yeah. sad. I was like, yeah. I got to put socks in there or something. I I try to figure out what to do with it, like ASAP, because it was just depressing. Yeah, it's always those small representations of physical space to represent the emotional space until eventually you get to a point where you hate them and you're like, God, your ass is toast in my mind. I'm going to get over you completely. God, I just, it's, it's one of the hardest things. So for myself, my worst breakup, it's, it's certainly between two. I'll go with the, with an earlier one since the most recent one was more convoluted to, to say the least. Um, I was in a similar situation to yours, Hoffman, where it was like we were breaking up ever. Well, I guess, Shannon, it'd probably be closer to yours, where it's like we were breaking up. Uh, we broke up like two times beforehand, right? So we were together for about three, three and a half years. 
but it was accumulated, right? Like we, our first run was like uh, six months. The next one was like a year. And then the last one was like a year and a half. Um, and then through each one was a different phase, very different phase, different, <laughs> different um, things in, in them. But uh, at least for the last one, what had happened is we had moved in together. And I think one thing that fundamentally, foundationally, really, it was a very a learned experience for me is that my family didn't approve of her. And of course, I was then in a spot in college and I was just very like, if anything, that probably made me more crazy about her, I, I guess, like looking back on it. And with that knowledge in mind, we kind of, we not only kind of moved in, we we definitely moved into a, to a new place. She she got a house on her own and I helped with, with uh, certain aspects of that financially. And then of course, I paid rent in there. We had some other roommates, but essentially the house was was ours. And, uh, and by the end there, it, it just, it came down to, uh, a sem- as, there were a lot of problems looking back on it now on, on where the, the relationship was and, and how, it, how it happened. But, uh, at the time, uh, she, uh, kind of forced me to make a choice of my friends or her. Um, we ha- were having some friends over f- for some company. She was having a real bad headache, migraine actually. And so she was like, hey, can you get them out of here? I was like, listen, I, I am so sorry. I, I will close the door. I will put on freaking waterfalls and, and whale moaning in the background. So that way, like it drowns out all the entire conversation that's going on whale down there. Whale moaning. Well, well, money, yeah. have those on CDs, like ready, like ready to go. YouTube is a beautiful thing. And so, and so I was like, and I will be up here. Like I'll, I'll go down and get you whatever you need to do. But we were literally like an hour one of like a, a pre, we invited everybody. Somebody specifically asked me from the group, Hey man, we're coming from like Gilbert. I, I normally wouldn't ask, but it's like a long drive. It's going to be on for a while. Right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's totally on and, and everything. So it was preset for a long night. And so I was like, I, I will spend the entire night with you, but the problem is, is I cannot, I can't kick them out. They just arrived. And the guy who who specifically asked me if it's going to go all night, it was just, it just arrived. I'm so sorry. I will be with you. I will. And no, still at the end of the night, it's like them or me. And I was like, them. I mean, I'm not, <laughs> you can't, whenever I'm, whenever me, myself as a person am faced with the decision, usually I'm the type of person who, who goes with the the entity that does not force me to make a decision because I find that to be the yeah. less strenuous of a, of a, of a thing. And, it, and it's just not healthy to force another person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To I would congratulate you on that as well, because I don't yeah. think a lot of people have that strength. Thank you. Oh, I, we're getting real soppy here. I know. Well, you're I an know. Ass- Sorry, I had to cleanse thank, myself thank of the no, compliment. I, I that appreciate I had to give that. You there. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. But by the end, I think for me uh, to to kind of go not not the thing I learned, but just something that I, I that gave me strength in that particular breakup, knowing and feeling justified in in doing so, was by the end we too, Shannon, we had gotten a dog together. His name was Parm uh, Parmesan, actually, but we called him Parm. And uh, I realized at the end of it, I was more sad about leaving the dog because it was it was always kind of established as her dog and i just was like god i'm gonna miss that dog more than than like a lot of elements of our relationship um because we just kind of changed over three and a half years as people so um that was something where i was like that's that's a, a realization for me that's a that's a moment that i'm like hmm, okay there we go guys biggest thing we've learned from a breakup doesn't have to be the one that you already discussed can be something else can be a smaller one but 
biggest lesson that you've learned from a breakup? Phil, let's start with you. Biggest thing I've learned from a breakup. I'm glad you had this answer ready. I know. I know. This, <laughs> this is why. <laughs> it's a hard question. It is. It's a hard question. Uh, I would probably say the more and more and further along I go into relationships, not only with just, of course, romantic relationships, but people, communication is really key. And I find that a lot of the stereotypes and stereotypical phrases that get used over and over again, there's a reason why they're stereotypes, right? Is that a lot of them work. It's like whenever, I don't know, like how do you figure out you're in love? Whenever love songs start to make sense in your mind, right? Like that's that, there's a reason why that works. So whenever you're thinking about like what is most important in a relationship, communication and honesty just cannot be overstated. At the very least, you have that to fall back on. If if somebody's at least being honest, like, hey, I'm slowly falling out of love, at least you have that to buffer as opposed to, bam, one day it's just like out of left field. Whoa, I'm so sorry. What happened here? Or or communicating like that really upset me or that's just not what I, I like in whatever realm that could possibly mean. Communication and honesty are just such at the, at the forefront of any relationship. Uh, Shannon, what's, uh, what's probably the biggest thing you've learned from a breakup? Communication definitely is big. I think I've learned this more recently. You have to be happy with yourself as a person before you can be, like, be very happy with someone else. You have to be okay being alone and be with someone you want to be with, not someone you need to be with. Because if you're putting too much pressure on a relationship, you're just going to be miserable when any small thing goes wrong. That took a long time for me to learn. And I think that's probably the most important thing that like you have to be independent people and you have to support each other and love each other and like care about each other. But you have to be happy as yourself. You shouldn't base everything off of your partner or everything like rides on them. No one's going to end up in a good good place at that point if you're doing that. You're just going to have too much pressure on yourself and on your other person. It is actually uncanny. The Even just the phrasing that you used there is exactly the lessons, like some of the lessons that I've learned, especially from my first relationship and, their, and subsequent breakup. You have to be your own person. You have to be happy on your own. You can't rely on the other person. I've, I've ended shorter relationships because I felt like the other person was relying on me too much. It's so important that you have your own life, your, uh, your things that you can lean on that have nothing to do with your significant other. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm having a party here because I agree with you so much. Dependency is such a key. Is mm-hmm. the, to a lot of people don't get that. No. Media has made it so like popular now for it to be like, I am obsessed with my partner. I like live and breathe yeah. for my partner. I wear their blood in a vial around my neck kind of relationship. And I don't think that's healthy. That that kind of thing makes the couple stronger. Whereas I disagree. I think that makes no. it weaker. No. Absolutely yes. weaker. My big lesson has to do with long distance. And really, I feel more strongly about what Shannon said, but she stole it. No, I'm just kidding. This is what this is always <laughs> what I was going to say. How dare long you distance, learn what I learned? I'm not going to tell you that long distance doesn't work. Because I've seen it work. I, I've, I know people who've made it work yeah. for years. Yeah. It does. It is affected on how far the distance is. Like I did Europe to California. That was tough, you know? Whereas, you know, an hour's flight is a lot more reasonable. I will say this. If you're about to go into long distance and you're trying to figure out if it's actually what is best for you, you need to ask yourself, how long have you been in a relationship with this person? 
How long is the long distance supposed to last for? If you've only been with the person six months and that person is is moving to Uganda to do aid work for the next three years, I would definitely advise you don't get in you don't get into a long distance relationship with that person. You have to really be honest with yourself about what's best for you. Sometimes people I think want to lean on the person that they're already with when it's definitely not what's best for them going forward. So for me, I wasn't going to let go of my first girlfriend when she moved away. But in in the end, I definitely should have. I think for most people, I think 90% of the time, long distance isn't actually what's best for that person because you you need people around you. If, you're, if you actually want a, a personal connection with someone, with someone intimate, you need to be with that person. So long distance, yes, it's totally doable if it's right. But I would dare say 99% of the time it's not right and you would be better off breaking up. And in the future, if you're in the same place again, maybe you work something out. Maybe it, it just happens. You know, I, I'm not one to believe in anything's meant to be, but if it's meant to be, whatever, if, if you believe that. <laughs> but yeah, so I would just say long distance, I, I would err on the side of caution. I've done it multiple times and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's just, it's tough. It's really, really hard. Here, here. All yeah. right. Um, hold on. I just i I have two more that I kind of that just came up okay. on the fly. I have you one as well. Oh, okay, okay. So let's interchange. No, no, you go first. You go first. No, no, not more lessons. Just like fun tidbits. How long? <laughs> how long would you say it takes you guys to get over it? Or maybe like, what was your longest that it took you guys to get over your breakups? Well, how I met your mother says half the le- half the length of the relationship, right? So, mm-hmm. so it was two years. It should take you a year to get over it. Now, Whoa, that's like a that's to fully recover. I, I I don't think that's unreasonable. It took me my first relationship was about almost about two years. And it took me over a year to get over that. My second relationship was nine months, and I think it I would definitely say probably took me more than four and a half months, maybe a little bit more. Okay. Shannon? Um, let's see. My my first relationship was about I was sixteen to like nineteen. So we dated like three years, really a lot of like growth in that time period, a lot of messy stuff, very, very toxic relationship. That one was Um, that took me like a full year, a lot of questionable decisions during that full year to fully understand like and get over like that. That was my issue wasn't still not getting over it. Um, My more current one. And I've seen a lot of people on like social media apps talking about this recently. Um, I don't know if it's just because I'm I'm liking all these breakup TikToks and my algorithm has changed (laughs) to breakup talk. I don't know. But um, it's sometimes you're you start mourning the relationship before it ends. And that might be a girl thing, because like I said, I we were breaking up multiple times in this last one. And, you know, I had a bunch of feelings of like, I don't think this is going to work back and forth. So I started like mourning my relationship before it had officially ended. And, you know, that's definitely not helping the relationship fix itself. But like that definitely has sped up my like getting over it process. I'm not fully over it. I don't believe, you know, like I just moved to a new place. I had to deal with him. So I've had to see him and talk to him. And we had a dog that I see every day. He's like literally at my feet. But like I'd say normally, depending on like the smaller ones, I am a very like caring person and passionate person. So it takes me a little bit longer. I do get attached pretty easily to the thought of things happening. So I think I mourn the potential more than I mourn the person in small ones. So it just really, really depends. But I think a good like six months and the, the how I met your mother rule is pretty good. Cause like you can, I could uh, see my like toxic ex now and be fine. 
But mm. like even when I had started dating my new boyfriend, even had, it had been like a year and a half after I had broken up with the guy, I like saw him. And it wasn't like I was like in pain, but it definitely like there's feelings there. Like the feelings are not there anymore. But like for everything to fully get out, I think it just depends on like maybe like the level of the breakup because that one was really messy. <laughs> Tell me if I'm if I'm wrong for this guys or if this is just like bad for me. But I so I think that there's two things. One of like feeling sad emotions of of feeling just overwhelmed by raw uncoraled emotions. I would say unadulterated. Unadul- ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> I would go probably about three to five months. But I will say this: I don't think that realistically any of my like, especially my significant others that I've had in the past. I don't think I've ever. I'm ever going to stop loving them, even if it's just like the iteration of what they were to me. In my mind, certainly they've all changed into different people, different lives, different everything else. But I sincerely don't think that there's one of them that I look back and I don't think of fondly, or at least I even instinctually look back. No, I understand. Yeah, I look back and I'm like, I'm still filled with love for at least what that person was, if not still the person out of out of the sake of the history that we have. And I think I don't think of the ugliness of either the breakup or the circumstances that led to the breakup. I think of the 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 happy moments, right? Like the beginning moments, the the lost in love moments, just all, all those happiness. I that's naturally actually where I drift to. Is is that is that fair going forward? Like thinking about like I I think in a weird way I'm still like in love with with who like the people were behind me. Is that is that fair? No, I think that's very yeah. normal. I mean, yeah, those I, people like you went, you experienced those emotions with the person. Like you can't ever get rid of that, regardless if you want to or not. And like that shaped you into like how you are now. Like maybe like you get this person, like your new person, flowers because of how much you really enjoyed getting that person flowers or something. Like that relationship has like overall impacted like the course of your life. So I think that's fair. I think it's very fair. Yeah, I, I agree. I feel the same way about my past relationships, even some of the shorter ones, like maybe it's not, I still love them, you know, <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I have love for both of my exes. Uh, I, I try to look back only on the fond memories. I, I, I've taken the lessons from the harder memories. And yeah, when I think of them, I try to think of only the, only the good stuff. And they were big parts of my life and, and I appreciate them. And if I die, I'll try to see if the, I'll make sure they all get invi- invites to the funeral. If I died, very presumptuous of you. Um, <laughs> all right. Oh, well, I have no no immediate yeah. plans to die. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hoffman, like, go ahead and ask your questions. This this needs to be a longer Try, I episode. Wanna, I was, I was yeah, thinking yeah. About, I'm I'm okay yeah. with that. I, I yeah, think I think I want to lighten the mood a little bit. Okay. Do you have any fun? Like, have you ever had to be witness or sort of be in the realm, in the room, or in the house or something of a breakup? Have you ever be, been witness to like a really spicy breakup or something yeah not like in person but like over the phone like growing up college and like late high school it was really just normal for my friends to just like call up guys and be like screaming at them like I'm done with them and like yell at them over the phone so I've witnessed that I've never I've been in my like my college apartment when my roommates and their significant others were having like blow up fights but they never broke up but it is 
we used to do this thing where like we knew that if like my roommate was having her boyfriend over to bring up an issue, have a fight, we would go to the room closest to theirs and like sit close to the wall so we could listen in. Please know that that's very normal for girls to do. I've talked to <laughs> m- multiple women about it. We, we're just nosy. Like at that point, if you know what's we're going on. We're nosy like, too. Let me I think, witness for it. For the most part. We're just <laughs> But like nothing super it. terrible. Like where I've felt like super uncomfortable. Right. I've definitely been put in weird, like awkward situations between couples fighting and like mm. being in like maybe the backseat of their car. And then you're just like, oh no, what's going to happen now? Someone's got their hand on the wheel and they're screaming at each other. But nothing, nothing super bad. Just possible vehicular manslaughter. Yeah, I don't. Um, I, I don't think I've. I've been in like like uh, Shannon said. I've been a part of some like mega nuclear fights in the same room, <laughs> but I don't think like it wasn't like that. We broke up. No, it, it was. Um, I mean, it kept going on for whatever freaking reasons. It, it went on, but to each their own. Uh, Hoffman, did you have something that inspired you for the question? Yeah. I, I think it's because I'm a very empathetic person that people confide in me a lot. I had been placed sandwiched in between this couple, hearing both sides of their story about what was going on. And I'm going to try to give as few details as possible about the context because I don't want other people listening to clue into what was going on. But yeah, I, th- I had been I'd been confided in by both couples and it was an evening in our house. Uh, when I was at university, already giving too many details. Yeah. And we were trying to put, I put on some TV to sort of calm, only one of them was there, put on some TV to try to calm the mood. And we tried like sitcoms and stuff, which just depressed the person because they're all about like love and stuff like that. And and so I, I put on a, a nature documentary instead and and we were watching that. And then the other person came home and I knew like, okay, it's about to go down. I paused. I went upstairs, you know, again, like sort of like listening down from the top floor and uh, it lasted like 45 minutes or something. And then eventually I came back down to sort of check on them and see what was, what was happening. And <laughs> the whole time I didn't realize on the TV was paused on this like baboon booty and yeah, Funny story after the fact, but realized just how awkward that was uh, at the time. And then, uh, yeah, they ended up breaking up. But mm, how interesting. Uh, poorest way that you've either broken up with somebody or that you've been broken up with. And again, this doesn't have to be like a meaningful relationship. Just in general, what was your your poorest way to either break up with or have been broken up with? And if you both want to think about it, I do have one that inspired me for this question. I broke up with a girl the day after prom. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so so here, here's my here's my spill that adds context to it. One, I knew two weeks out that I wanted to break up with her. I was like something. The way that she interacted with her family really was a clue to where I'm like. If, that, if she interacts and like disrespects her mom like that much, that does not bode well. That does not bode well for me. So I was like, okay, I know that I'm going to be breaking up with her. But you know what? There's still love there. There's still a lot of good stuff there. Let me just wait up since I've already asked her to prom. I'm in college. My first year of college, she's a senior. I was like, I, I cannot be that guy who breaks up with her like two weeks before prom. And like, that is fair. Yeah. So I was like, I appreciate you for that. It's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I'm not going to do it. And so I, I was like, you know what? I can bite my tongue. I can enjoy two more weeks. That's fine. 
I can make it like a pleasant, lovely, lasting experience. And so we go to prom. I kind of step out a little bit more whenever it's like photo time. Cause I'm like, I want to give you this like photo thing. So that way you still have them and it's, we're not just all together. And you know, you still have something fun to look back on. We enjoy prom. And after prom, she was Jewish and I, I celebrated Christmas and also I, it was my birthday. We were like right in the throes of winter. It was like a lot. And I was like, if I don't break up with her now. Why was your prom in December? Yeah. I don't know why. They're 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 freaking Chandler. I don't know why they do any of the things that they do. But okay. anyways, they <laughs> they uh, they had it late in the year. And so I was like, okay, let's um let's enjoy uh let's enjoy this. And I was like, if I don't break up with her now, I'm literally gonna be indebted into into um, Hanukkah. I'm going to be indebted into Christmas and then it's birthdays. Then we're looking at like freaking Valentine's Day is right around the right around the way. And then her birthday is also coming up. So it's like it has to be now or else I'm like now committed to like a month, which is more than I was like willing to do. So day after prom, horrible starting point. But I was like, at least at least let me get through prom. Now it's mine. Do uh, either one of you want to volunteer your your worst? I just want to say that you left it late enough that they had already probably get, gotten you a gift for you Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever. <sighs> maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't really have anything. Was this worst or best or worst? worst like poorest, poorest yeah, way. Poorest way. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, I think the Skype thing, it was inevitable. There wasn't a better way at the time. It was the only option, but it, it was pretty awful. Other than that, not really. Like I've been broken up with over text and that, but those are lesser relationships. So I don't feel as strongly about those. It, <laughs> the worst that I've ever done was probably when I was like 12 years old, which okay. really shouldn't count. I had been dating, dating, right? In quotes, right. this girl for, for a week. And oh. I was at this park with some of my friends and some of the girls in my grade. And everyone wanted to play truth or dare. And I was like, damn it, why why do I have a girlfriend now? It was like the end of the school year. We were going to break up anyway. So I tried to call her to... <laughs> oh, God. Luckily for her and for me, I couldn't get through to her. But uh, I very nearly broke up with her over the phone. Granted, again, I was... Please forgive me. I was 12 and we'd been dating a week. Dating in quotes. Shannon? I think we've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> the 12-year-old breakup. Yeah. This one was pretty bad. I, Looking back on it, I wish I did it differently. My other like longer-term relationship that I ended when I was like 20, I was in college. The guy, when he was doing like a trade, he was living at my parents' house. That's a different story for another day. He was, just, he was living at my parents' house. We'd been dating two and a half years at that point. He had like his own room in like the basement. But like I came home for spring break and I realized I did not want to see him at all. And I, I had to. He lived at my my house. As I was going through all these conflicting emotions where I was like, I think I need to break up with him and all these things. And I was like, I don't know how to do it. This is going to be really bad. I just decided to like fully avoid him for like a week while he lived in my parents' house. And um, <laughs> we also went to a concert together that I had got him tickets for for his birthday months ago. And we went to that concert and I just like was very off. And I definitely was like, I ruined his like whole week probably. And like the last oh. day I'm supposed to go back to college. He like comes up to my room and I'm like packing my bag because I was like, let me go early. Let me leave early. He's like sitting on my my bed, like in the corner, like not looking at me. He goes, like, what, what, what's up? Like, why won't you like talk to me? And I said, I think we need to take a break without looking at him. And this man ran out, literally ran out of my parents' house, got in his oh. car and drove away. 
And I was like, oh, okay. And so my mom comes up and she's like, did you guys just like break up? And I was like, I, I think so. And so I didn't (laughs) call him or text him or I I went, I went back to college. I left (laughs) and I didn't, I never saw him again. Like we had phone conversations, but like as far as the breakup conversation, we didn't talk about it. He moved his stuff out of my parents' house that, that week. And that was really rough. Looking back at it, it was very selfish of me. It was a horrible relationship, but like very selfish way to break up with someone. And that that's on me and being like young and stupid. But I do regret how I handled it because it was just bad. Oh, this has been uh, this has been I would say fun, but it's not. It's not. But reflective is a better word. (laughs) It has been. Yes, Shannon, nothing but reflective. Uh, Reflective is a good word. I would say I would say it's been there's been some fun, fun moments. I hope we've given the listeners something to something to some perspective to reflect on some some ideas, some maybe some lessons to be learned from our poor or not less poor experiences, all of the above. So Thank you for bearing with us for a big, chunky main topic. Absolutely. This this will certainly be a beast of burden. Uh, but Shannon, I know we've taken up a lot of your time. Are you all right to stick around and play uh, a couple games with us? Would that be all right with you? Oh, yeah. Always. Fantastic. Good, let's, good. Let's do this. Let's skedaddle. This episode of Pow Wow Podcast is sponsored by Sides. Meet Sides. S-I-D-E-S. An app that helps you take the law into your own hands. Turn ordinary agreements into binding contracts in seconds. Then if a dispute arises, sides will step in to resolve it for you. Wait, Phil, that one that was supposed to be my line. What did we agree to in the contract? I don't know. I, I guess we can use sides to settle this dispute because each dispute costs a small one-time fee. And if you win, which I will, it's all awarded back to you. Sign up now and get 16% off for a limited time only. Okay, so we're done with the main topic, and it we're obviously you, the listener, know we were playing Password throughout then, and Shannon, this is news to you. Phil and I both gave each other a word or phrase that we had to drop into that main topic at some stage without you noticing or calling us out, and now it's time to, to see if you can guess what either of our phrases or words were that we had dropped into the main topic and hopefully hopefully can get a win here either one of us shannon is flabbergasted she is aghast she has no idea i have no (laughs) idea what it could be was there anything that uh struck out to you something that you thought might something that just thought that sounded weird at the time no or either one of us no so i mean if if this is uh if this is where you want to stick with it, Shannon, then I think we both garnered ourselves. Okay. Give me a minute. Sure. I'm looking. I'm going. I'm rewinding in my head. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. I literally can't think of anything that was like off topic <laughs> or anything. Anything that like struck me weird. That's shocking to me. I think once we once we announce what they were, she'll be like, yeah. "That was weird. That was freaking weird." All right. Yeah. Any and uh, last chance, Shannon. Anything? No, I think Philip just says weird things all the time, and I just go with it. You I know, do. so I, I think I, it wasn't throwing me off, and yeah. I don't know you well enough, David, to like be like, okay, that's weird for him. All right, fair <laughs> I enough. Thought you guys were normal conversating, David. What was your phrase that you were forced to incorporate? 
Mine was baboon booty. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Like a funny little anna. Did that actually happen or was that a lie? Okay. I'll say this, that story was pieced together from true events, but obviously the baboon booty was fictional. I'm so hurt. I was like, that made the whole story. Oh my gosh, I feel betrayed. I honestly feel guilty. I feel guilty for making up the story. Well, again, there are very true elements to that story, but man, yeah, no, there was no... It was, I know. Usually I know. does. But I had to, it was getting close to the end of the main topic. I had to drop it in somehow. There was no other situation where I was going to be like, <laughs> I once broke up with this girl because she won't, she won't thick enough, right? She didn't have, a, she had a little <laughs> scrawny baboon booty and I wasn't into that. So I, I thought about going that route, but I knew that that was probably going to be Bravo picked up to pretty you though. Quickly. That is a hard word to fit in a yeah. breakup topic. I know. Uh, yeah. Thanks, Phil. You're Thanks, very Phil. welcome. I aim to win. My phrase that I had to sneak past your censors there, Shannon, was your ass is toast. Oh, no, I see that's normal for you. That is normal for me. I just thought that was like, yeah, that's Philip. I tried to go easier because last week his phrase was, <laughs> you ready? It's Python penis. That was. And, <laughs> yeah, no, I would have picked that one up. Yeah, that, that, one, was... that one he sort of like whammed into the conversation. As any good and... Python penis does. Yes. yes. All right. I'm so glad so I made a reoccurring. I tried to uh, make it a little bit more workable. With that being said, we can now successfully both feel good about this, David. We both are getting better at the game. Shannon is now aware of the game. And uh, let's actually get to some real games here. Hoffman, this is once more. And I can't believe we haven't said it yet. We have not said it yet. Say it. It is episode... 50. 50. Episode Big 50, man. Oof. And with only with only one week off, every other week we've done something. There's only even one episode within there that we actually, we've man, we've gone through a lot. But one episode in there that is not canonically in the episode list. That's only with like technically two weeks of like four breaks. minutes long. So it's like kind yeah. of, yeah, it was a week off for the most part. But yeah, it's, so, it's not. It's not. It's but not. yeah, I mean, it's been 50 episodes. It's been just about a year. We're coming up on a year, which means also that our game tally, our, our score is almost uh, at an end where we were supposed to have a punishment ready for whoever lost. And we weren't able to come up with anything that was was agreeable, but also, you know, not necessarily not lame, you know? So we actually, we wanted to spend this once more just sort of reflecting and also looking forward to what's coming up on Pow Wow, what the future looks like for Pow Wow. Yeah, mostly looking forward just because we've done a lot of our fair share of looking back and that's always fun and dandy and good. And we'll certainly, I'm sure in the in the future, go back to looking back. But for, for something new and unique, let's look forward. Let's give the audience something with episode 50 now here, and this being episode yeah. 50, let's give them a, a little preview and taste of what they can come to expect in the future, what we kind of have in store and ideas for them. One of the big things that we, we talked about was, was doing sort of refreshing everything on a yearly basis. Now, we haven't done that so much this year. But uh, we will, I think at the end of this year, we will try to do a big refresh and for the beginning of 2023, there will be almost what we want to call a new season of powwow. So, Phil, correct me. You tell me if you think this think any different from what I'm saying here. But I was thinking the first season would be everything we've done so far and everything that for the rest of the year. And then, then starts season two of powwow, maybe a new poster, new whatever. 
Yeah, so essentially what we're thinking right now, we are in the middle of our campfire theme. It's it's so, certainly our foundational core and theme of, of what we've been doing. And even going forward, which, I Which we I won't think, venture too far away from, I don't think. No, no, correct. We're, we're probably going to be bringing the logs with us no matter where we go. But I, I think we've kind of ballyhooed around the idea and off camera come up with the idea of maybe we go to outer space, maybe we go undersea, whatever it could possibly be. I'm sure that we'll explore very different areas and kind of have different themes. So instead of a once more, maybe we'll have one fresh off the griddle if we go to a, <laughs> we go to a Western thing. Yeah, yeah or, there you or, go. Something I, it'll it'll still be within the same base, but a lot of the fun things, maybe even some of the sounds that you'll hear, will be different. Uh, a lot of new fun things that uh, just to freshen it up, just so that way, even yes, we still have the comfort of pretty much the entire show being the same thing. Yeah, and and will... there are certain things that just won't change. That slaps. Can't, oh yeah, I can't think of how to make that any better. There's lots coming up. I, we have talked a little bit about doing a live at some stage. Yes. We thought about doing it for episode 50. Clearly that hasn't happened. But uh, maybe episode 100, maybe we'll finally be prepared by then to to do a live episode. We've uh, we've been growing, you know, we've uh, we've changed the way that we share our content on our socials. Absolutely. We the the episode structure has changed since the beginning. A lot's changed and it'll continue to change for the better, we hope. We would love your feedback, so if you want to DM us Please do. In addition to that, we're obviously still looking, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, we're looking for a punishment for this year. So this year, we agreed last year, the the year would end when we came around back to the Super Bowl. That's where we started last year. Uh, we would have a punishment for whoever was behind on the overall game tally. And we weren't able to come up with anything that we could agree on. But if you have ideas, then DM us. Maybe we can find something that uh, is is that works. So we're coming up. We'll start a new game tally uh, when the Super Bowl comes around, I guess. Whenever, I think that's like, by the time we have to record that episode, it'll be, what, two weeks from now, I think. So we're pretty much there at the end. We're very excited. Shannon, you have been so generous with your time. We are now going to have you on for one more thing. One more thing. This is probably the long, well, second longest appearance we've ever seen on a on a powwow episode. Jake probably holds the record. I think he was there from <laughs> point A to like point B. That was uh, that was also edited. So that's true. That's like, true. The, the, the final product didn't feel as long, probably for the listeners. But no. All right. No. Yeah. But Shannon, you have been on for a while, and we love having you. And we got some questions for you. All the, even though. The listeners know you plenty by now with all these stories that we've been sharing. Sharon. Oh, I'm so pleased with even, myself. Even Teddy didn't like the joke. Yeah. Oh, well, I think he was, I think he was, he was like, Approving. good one. We've been sharing, sharing stories plenty already, but we have a couple questions to just to anecdotal things, whatever. And I'll go first because I've got two. Philip has one. I'm going to say, what celebrity couple would you like to see make it? Mm. Tom Holland and Zendaya. I was thinking the same thing. Just for this, the Spider-Man MJ. We are love. on the same page today. We're on the same way. There's no way they last beyond like five years though, right? I don't know. Tom Holland has the like goofiness, you know, and like he's very good looking. I don't know. They seem so perfect for one he's another. a beautiful and man. she's, wow. She's very good looking. I mean, Oh yeah. Hello. I watched Euphoria last night. She's very attractive. <laughs> like. Yeah, this goes without saying. They, and also I feel like, I feel like I like the vibe. I like the vibe of them. I would, I would like to see them make it. They're fun to watch. Two crazy kids. 
at two crazy kids in love. Uh, would you allow the life of a one-armed orphan child die, Shannon, if it meant you could save the life of Teddy, your beloved Corgi, who has joined us throughout the episode? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. He just looked up at me, too. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, I want you to look into his eyes as you make this decision. All right, so like a one-armed, one-armed orphan? One-armed orphan, orphan who's very excited yeah. about... Yeah, see, Teddy is, he's antsy. And the orphaned child is very eager to live. And like, how are they going to die? Probably in a gas chamber in front of you. Oh my God. Too much, too much. What is wrong with you? Oh my God. Um, Uh, It's not me, it's Shannon. See, there's like qualifying things that would like sway my decision. Mm. Um, I'm going to say bye to the orphan. I love my dog. I'm very attached to him. He you know, got neutered the other day. I cried thinking about him under anesthetic. And I wouldn't I wouldn't worry too much about people judging you because I, I'm sure a lot of people are right there with you. The I love just, between I don't know someone them. and their dog is just They don't just too... have a family, you know. Teddy's your baby. Okay, don't try. Don't start trying to justify it. We're okay. We're, we're halfway there with you at the, the very least. To. I feel the need. You're trying to, to justify. You're making it worse. You're making it worse. All right, let's move on to something a little bit more. You're, okay. Well, your is last breakup question. sex a real thing, and is it worth it? It is a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've experienced that, I feel really bad after. Whether it be like right after or like a couple days after i mm, oh no not worth it then (laughs) i don't think it's worth it and yeah no i'm just gonna say don't do it don't do it one one clarification feel free i can edit this out if you don't want to shan but but do you whenever you think of breakup sex is it with the knowledge of from both parties that is breakup sex like as in you're already broken up and it's just one last one for the road or is it just with like one person's knowledge being like all right, this is our last time. Oh. That's hard because like you never really know going into it if that person feels the exact same way about the situation. Wow. Because like they might be like, oh, they want to have sex with me. They want to get back together with me. That's I mean, dangerous. That, that is, is hard. Mm. All right. Yeah. Well, interestingly I think it enough. might work if it's like a mutual thing. Like let's just one more for the road. I think that could work. But the 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 the, oh, I'll do it one last time with you and then I'll break up with you. It's a little too depressing. So, well, right, I was let's get ask, to the game. I was, yeah, I was going to ask if uh, if you've ever had that, Hoffman, but you've no. been uh, far and away. Yeah. So, why the hell am I going to answer the question if you aren't? All right, uh, let's go to the game, da- David. It is your game since Shannon is my guest this week. Go ahead and explain the game to our audience. So, the game master has created several scenarios, and each scenario will be paired with certain options. So it's a breakup. Let's just imagine it's a breakup scenario. And then there are three options for the contestants to choose from for what to do in that scenario. Now, each option is worth a certain number of points based on how badass of a response that option is to the given scenario. And then uh, the two contestants will pick different options. They'll have to pick different options and they'll take it in turns going first. And they'll get the a certain number of points depending on what they choose. And then the person with the most points at the end will win. I think it's a little complicated as I explain it, but it should simplify as we go on. Have I explained that well enough for you guys? Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I think. Okay, I think good. We're as long good. as you guys understand, the listener will catch on pretty quickly. Shannon, who would you like to face off against first? Teddy excluded. Let's go David. 
David, All meaning right. my game first. I will set you guys up with a delicious game here for your guys' uh, listening pleasure. All right, your significant other is yet again in the enthralls of annoying you, not taking the trash out, adding to the laundry but never helping, and worst of all, licking your mom's freshly made sourdough baguette and didn't eat it. Oh, the the absolute call. You've had it. You decide to not only break up with them, but tell them immediately who you are going to go out and have luscious, animalistic, sweaty revenge sex with. Which option do you pick first, Shannon? One, your favorite ex who was best at the Mattress Mambo. Option two, Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool suit to start. Or three, prime Bill Clinton with a fully finalized visa between his teeth for Hoffman and a year (laughs) and three months worth of free rent between his pasty thighs for Shannon. Oh, dang. I know. Nobody usually picks Bill Clinton until you look between the thighs. Shannon, which is option number one for you? Or maybe actually probably best, which do you think I would have picked as option one? Well, what's between his thighs for Phil? Uh, Yeah. I took I took it from your guys' perspective is okay. where I took okay. it. Mm. All right. I gotta go with Ryan Reynolds. I mean, I feel like I'd be breaking the law if I didn't pick Ryan Reynolds. Cause In like suit, isn't no that less. everyone's dream? Not just per- like pretty much everybody, yeah. So I I gotta go with Ryan Reynolds just for the sake of my sanity. I'm sorry if it's not cool. Hoffman. Okay, I'm gonna go with Bill Clinton because I think Phil, you want me to go with Bill Clinton. You want me to get that visa. <laughs> so so I'm going with Bill Clinton. You both were, uh, one of you actually avoided the number two option, which was your favorite ex, who was the best at Matras Mambo, because familiarity is nothing if not intoxicating. So one of you avoided option number two, uh, and revenge sex is quite good. Uh, But uh, option number one, of course... With bullet holes and blood to boot, Ryan Reynolds in the Deadpool suit, number one option. Bill Clinton, do not, do not get paid to enjoy the ride, the thrill, the roller coaster that is Bill Clinton. (laughs) Ryan Reynolds (laughs) is phenomenal. Enjoy that suit. Enjoy your superhero ride. All right, Shannon. Okay, so that's Shannon three points. And David, right. you have one, correct. All right, here we go. David, you will take us off first here on this one. Fresh from a breakup, you download Tinder. And after a heavy night of drinking, you wake up to the notification of having three matches. Which of these three matches do you go on a date with first? Option number one, Elmo. Option number two, Princess Jasmine. Or option number three, Ray from the new Star Wars trilogy. David, who's option number one? Oh, I got to think like you here because mm. because I don't want to, I wouldn't have chosen. Okay, Elmo's definitely not what I would choose. I don't think, I don't know that it's what you would choose either. Oh, man. He is, well, I mean, you are fresh from a breakup. Maybe it's comforting to go on a date with Elmo, but I, I wouldn't choose Ray. I would sooner, much sooner choose Jasmine from Aladdin, but you, I think, would choose Ray. So I'm going to go with Ray from the uh, Star Wars. Okay. Shannon. Jasmine, no question. Her in that red outfit and the, like, um, oh, like yeah. what is it called? The hourglass. Like, if 
if that didn't do things to you, like, then I, I don't trust you because you're lying. Disney knew what they were doing. Disney knew what they were if doing. If it was in that. live action, it was Jasmine. Then I would. Hu- oh wait, what? No, it I'm was sorry. Live was, action I, Jasmine? I'm sorry. I'm just oh. saying that there was a version of live action. Jasmine. No, no, no. Okay. Oh, okay. If it was, if we were talking live action, then I hundred percent would have chosen Jasmine. Fair enough. All Despite right. Despite what I think Phil was thinking. You both were smart to avoid Elmo. That was the only one point on there. As as good of a conversation, I think you'd have very informative dinner conversation. Very fun. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely a fun date. But number one, if you're going for the gold, uh, number one point. But number one, and definitely uh, a significant portion for this, Ray from the new Star Wars trilogy for David. Of course, three points there. Do I need to say much more than feel the force? Is that all I need to say right there? <laughs> Shannon, you get a uh, number two for that one, making the score five from Shannon's perspective to David's four. So very close, very close game. We go to our third spot here. And of course, remember, Hoffman, you do have yes. a skipping stone in your possession to skip any of these prompts. We will go to Shannon for the first answer on this one. Arriving for a date. You know that first appearances are everything, but perhaps as equally as important, so too are first smells. What is the fragrance you wish to spritz on to entice your date, Shannon? Number one, the scent of their absolute favorite meal. Two, a scent that directly reminds them of their parent who is of the same gender as you. Or number three, a scent that reminds them of their most memorable ex. Oh no! See, I do, I do consider scent to be a big thing when I go on dates. But now I'm trying to think of you. And then uh, the number one would be the scent of their absolute favorite meal. A scent that directly reminds them of their parent who is of the same gender as you. Or three, a scent that reminds them of their most memorable ex. Oh, I'm going meal. I'm gonna going to go meal. That's really hard. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go meal. Hoffman. I think there's a certain savagery, a certain, <laughs> like, I guess you're just playing with their emotions if you go with the, the most memorable X. And so I'm going to go with memorable X. Uh, yet again, you both were able to avoid the one pointer being a scent that directly reminds them of their parent who is of the same gender as you. Nobody uh, wants that. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody really wants that unless unless you're like 51st dates where it's the fishy hands thing. Maybe, maybe then, even then. Uh, so that means uh, that Shannon, with the scent of their absolute favorite meal, gets two points. And Hoffman oof. goes ahead with a scent that reminds them of their most memorable ex. Of course, the savagery, but also I have good smelling exes. So <laughs> number, number the uh, fourth one and possibly the last one, depending on what Hoffman decides. And with uh, a score of a seven. a game. It is a tie game, and with Shannon and David tied at seven apiece, I'm going to stick to the order. Very rare that we actually stick to the order here with the last question. So, 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 Hoffman, here we go. You decide to play a game while on the first date for icebreaking purposes, Hoffman. Which game do you decide to bust out? Number one, Truth or Dare. Two, Uno. Or three, Monopoly. Again, on I the will. First date, on the rephrase, first date, just can you say the question again? Yes, uh, you decide to play a game while on the first date for icebreaking purposes. Uh, which game do you decide to bust out? Truth or dare? Uno 
or Monopoly. Okay. It can't. And again, you have a skipping stone should you want to. I, yeah, I, yeah. You're, you're, thanks for reminding me. I'm going to skip this because I, I think Monopoly is just the worst, but I know Phil likes it. I think that Uno is kind of a dorky thing to do on a first date. I mean, it could be fun <laughs> though. Like I, I, I could get behind that. And but it's more fun with more people, I think. And then mm. Truth or Dare could be a lot of fun, but also you're, run, you're running a lot of risks. Let's just skip. All right, he's going to skip. Which would you have picked, Hoffman? I would have picked probably Truth or Dare. Truth or Dare. Shannon? I would pick Truth or Dare. Well, but if Hoffman already picked it? I would have picked Monopoly because you can't play Uno and have a good time with two people. Amen. She can, you, absolutely... can you play Monopoly with two people and have a good time? I absolutely. Do it all the time. Well, also, here's the other thing, Hoffman. If you're on a good date and you're busting out Monopoly, extend your, your time. Extend your time. That's mm-hmm. all you need in conversation and negotiation skills, depending on how they negotiate. You learn a lot. You learn okay. a lot. So that would have been number one. But, but. We go to an alternate round where Hoffman still has a chance. What were the okay. other? What, what were the order of the other two? Oh, Monopoly was three. Truth or Dare number two. I mean, come on. Uh, and then yeah. Uno, yeah. a strong third though. A strong third. <laughs> uh, you are on a date, Hoffman, with a person you haven't clicked with yet, but are attracted to, and see hope for where the date goes as it is still early on. However, which course of action do you take next? One. See the game on on the TVs behind you, the one you made a silly 11-legged parlay that would pay you out $2,100 if it won, and that every time you look at the game going on, something positive happens for the team you root for, thus forcing you to excuse yourself from the date to ensure you win your bet. That's option one. Option two, see an overly attractive person enter the room who airdrops you a note saying, quote, Leave your date and come connect with me, my white bearded flower. Thus forcing you to excuse yourself from the date, but pick up the bill as you feel bad about the appetizers you ordered for the table but won't get a chance to eat. Uh, Shannon, take out the bearded part for you. Uh, Last one. Stick it out on the date as it currently stands after finding out that they are a cat person slash think corgis have gross butts, but... They immediately follow that up by having the exact same favorite movie, song, and political ideology as you. Oh, So one more time, just in in, uh, retrospect. Number one, you leave the date in order to ensure victory and get that $2,100 payday. Number two, go connect with uh, Maria or Mateo, whichever one you want over there. Or three... Stick it out on the date after knowing that they are a cat slash hate corgi butt person. Hoffman, which is number one option here? I'm going to call you out for saying corgi, but so, so this is a date that's going well and it's promising, right? It's it, you find them attractive, but you haven't clicked yet, but it's not negative. No negatives as of yet. But it's early. It's early. For your third option, you said like you're staying after you find out you click a little. Right, so this is like even though what, they have they hate like cats correct. and correct hate no, they like cats. They that's, like that's cats? the thing for me. They're hey, yeah. okay. They're this is before person. you know that you'll connect. Yes, on the yes, third yes, yes. one, you just know that you will have this this path to follow further on. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. right. This is so hard. Oh no. Um, I think I would. Okay, so uh, Maria is very tempting. 
I have to say, she's very gorgeous, and she just especially airdropping you that info. Woo! Bold, right? Very bold. Um, the 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 bet. I mean, that's really a, a long. That's in your world there, so that's tempting as well. I mean, finding someone with the same favorite movie, the same political ideology, the same what else was it? Uh, same favorite song. Okay. Ah, uh, gosh, no. I mean, cat person. I think that's just too hard to get past. Like, I'm a dog person, <laughs> and I'm I'm also allergic to cats, so that just doesn't work for me. I'm sorry. Wow. I I think I'm going with Maria. Maria. Wait. Shan- yeah. Okay. I'm okay. sticking with it. <laughs> sticking with Maria. Uh, Shannon, I'm gonna go with Ma- your Mateo stay-in. Off the board. I'm going with your staying. I don't think you would leave a date, okay. Philip. I don't think I could leave a date. I would just, I would feel really bad. Also, like, like you said, how often do you find someone who likes almost like all the bigger important things to you? I don't know. Not liking Teddy's butt, that would not be a thing for you. Well, I mean, it can get very stinky, you know. I don't, so think, I, that's, I don't think that's a fair comparison to my like cat thing because I'm literally allergic to cats and I'm also a dog lover. So <laughs> I think that's a lot bigger thing than like thinking the cor- corgi's butts are or gross or whatever it was. So I don't know. I'll just voice Shannon my opinion. Teddy. I don't think those are comparable. Okay, fair enough. Teddy fair is enough. my everything. Maybe you can love Teddy, but hate his butt. That's fair. Well, why don't you get Teddy in the first? Anyways, I digress. Uh, you both, you both missed the number one option here, of course, with uh, getting the payout for $2,100. Uh, I, for that one, you can pay for the appetizers. But, but that means that one of you did indeed win, as we were uh, knowing before we were even starting this. And Hoffman... I hate to inform you, but Shannon oh. indeed did get the number two option here. Oh. Uh, having everything else besides uh, besides the one crucial thing, even as bad as a, as a cat person can possibly be, I do have to say that that's number it, two to have that. I mean, connection. like if it was if if I weren't allergic to cats and I just like wasn't a cat person as I am not, then it wouldn't be a bit. I would that would have been my my choice. But just because I'm allergic, like it's really just a. It's just a no go at all. Like I just can't. Uh, I could not live like that. All right. I don't think so. uh, Shannon takes the early win. Robbed. All right. My game. I'm just going to start. We get the idea. Yes, we do. All right. First question. There's no skipping stones here, by the way. You come home early from a vacation and you open your apartment door to find a full blown orgy being hosted by your partner. What do you do? Join in now, be mad later. <laughs> Sneak past the naked people and steal your significant other's $5,000 Gucci belt. Or pull the fire alarm to make fire alarm to make everyone exit the building naked. <laughs> uh, who goes first? I'm glad you're enjoying this. Uh, Shannon went... F- no, who went first for your game? Shannon went, Shannon went first. Okay, well then Shannon, you will go first. I don't know. Again, just to be clear, it's whatever you would have picked here, Hoffman. Yeah, it's whichever. Yeah, whichever one I would say is the is the the most <laughs> badass move. Not necessarily what I would do, but like the most badass move here. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Shannon. So just to join in now, be mad later. Sneak past <laughs> the naked people and steal your significant other's five thousand dollar Gucci belt, their most prized possession, mm. or pull the fire alarm and make everyone exit the building naked. I'm pulling the fire alarm. I want to watch them like be embarrassed in the street. And they're also like drenched then too, if there's like sprinklers. That's just drenched funny. and jiggly. Ugh. Ew. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, that's exactly what I'm doing. Okay. 
Um, I knowing uh, knowing Hoffman the way I do, he he definitely has a petty side to him. So I'm definitely going to go with the Gucci belt being the number one option here. Well, you both avoided the 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 number three for one point. Join in now, <laughs> be mad later. Certainly an option. Certainly an option, but uh, but maybe not the most badass move. Hmm. Phil, you hit the nail on the head. You steal the five thousand dollar Gucci belt. You pawn it off, and you use that five thousand dollars for whatever you want to use it for. Fire alarm was a close second, though. Well done. Okay, so we are at Phil three, Shannon two. Let's go. Your significant other has just broken up with you in a crowded cafe. What do you do? Play fart noises from your phone under the table and blame it on them. Stand up and yell, I have to get tested for syphilis? Or buy a cupcake and when they go to the bathroom, place it on their chair. So that when they sit down, they get a cupcake Ooh. in their ass. All right, Phil, we're going to you first here. Option one was, was what again? Play fart noises from your phone under the table and blame <laughs> it on them. <laughs> oh, man. just The unfortunate thing about that is, is I don't... I don't qualify that as badass. I just see that as funny. Um, I uh, mean, don't don't read too much into the badass, like the literal definition of badass. It, it's it's like it's hard okay. to it's hard to qualify what I'm trying to what I'm trying to get across here. Sure, sure. I think. Oh, oh, it's it's. Um, I'm either going to get three or two here, so I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with the syphilis. First time I've ever gone with the syphilis, so I'm going to going to start now. Number two. Okay, Shannon, what do you think? Well, I'm going with farts then. Oh, okay. She's going with farts. You both missed the number one option for three points, <gasps> unfortunately. That was buy a cupcake and when they go to the bathroom, place it on their chair. It's the only one that they can't sort of, they can't then when you leave go like, guys, listen, I don't actually have syphilis or they can't be like, guys, it wasn't farting. That wasn't real. They will get a cupcake all over their butt. And so that is the move. But the number two option was scored by one of you, and that was syphilis. So, Phil, you get two points. Shannon, you get one point. You are now two points behind, unfortunately. You're going to have to pick this up again. On a family trip, your new boo makes far too many suggestive remarks to you about one of your cousins. What do you do? Ooh. Stage a scenario to catch them in the act, break up with them on the spot, and make them finish out the weekend sleeping with Uncle Bert, who has IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, if you're not aware, or turn off their alarm and accidentally leave them behind on the last morning when you all leave wherever you're at. Option number three. So Shannon's to be the worst option there. Now that I remember that I'm not number one in ordering this. Uh, no, you're definitely, not, but thanks for that. Don't pick option number three, Shannon, whatever you do. That's definitely what I'm going to pick. Do you care if I like step away real quick and give Teddy a treat? Because he's flipping out. Go ahead. Go ahead. So Shannon picked option number three. Option which three, turn off their alarm and accidentally leave them behind on the last morning. I definitely believe that to be the number one option. And the number one, that, the top one? Yeah, I think that that's like the most one. points. Yeah, okay. so I'm gonna have to go with number two here, and I think, I think that I'm gonna go with the sleeping with Uncle Bert. 
is uh, going to be option number two here. So I'm going to go with Uncle Bert as my selection for this particular game. Well, you both avoided the wor- the bottom option, stage a scenario to catch them in the act. That was worth one point. Irritable bowel syndrome from Uncle Bert was the top of the line. That is easily the way to go. Oh! Three points, which means, Phil, unfortunately, you've won unless... You want to wager because I think you are now three points, three points ahead. Yeah, so it would be impossible at the moment for Shannon to catch up unless you want to wager something here. Shannon, I am willing to say, okay, how about this? How about this? If you can, David, give us the scenario. And if you can give a better option than any of the three options that David offers us before hearing his three options... I will concede the victory to you. Okay. I'm here for it. All right, David, give us the scenario, then we'll go directly to Shannon for her option. Okay. You've been on three dates with someone who seems really great, but then you see on the news that the FBI is looking for some serial killer. Your date fits the profile to a T. What do you do? Hmm... I am a, someone who loves to watch murder documentaries. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm going to be that person that tries to like, this, this sounds horrible. I'm going to put myself in a situation where I probably would get murdered to see if it's true. If oh, he has no. like a, like a certain <laughs> way of doing it, like that serial killer they're looking for. I'm going to like, oh, like this guy only kills in the woods. I'm going to go like, I'm going to be like, okay, we're going on a camping trip. I'm going to give everyone my location and everything. I'm going to get him caught. If it means I'm sacrificing myself, I understand. But I just want to, I'm, I'm too nosy to like not insert myself in the situation. So I'm inserting myself into the situation as a potential bait to catch the killer and help the world do justice to like get him caught. She's becoming a scapegoat and a, uh, a sacrificial lamb. Sacrificial lamb, mm, maybe. A sacrificial ram. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, for, I might not get killed, good. but like yeah, I'm putting myself not. in that you situation. Absolutely. Okay, wow. so David, let's have the official options before me and uh, Shannon make our our selections okay. and determination. Who's determining whether hers was better or worse than my options? Uh, we'll decide between you and me, Hoffman. Okay. I'll be fair. All right. These are your options. Immediately call the tip line. Really slowly start dropping hints that you really kind of admire the killer uh, <laughs> in the hopes that you can record a confession. Ooh. Yeah. Or... Go on a solo trip to some unspecified international destination. Yeah, I think with, with no return date, no immediate return date in sight. Mm. I think option two is the closest one to being, but I, I actually got to admit, Shannon, that was a good option. I'm going to go with like Shannon winning just off of uh, just off of the option very, very well. Uh, but as per my choice on which of those I think Hoffman would consider most badass or the best one, I would say, yeah, it's probably option two. Going to go with option two. That was the dropping hints, right? Yep. Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go in the undisclosed location. Why not? The international uh-huh. destination. Yeah. I'm going to get a trip. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know how this works, Phil. I'll tell you the rankings of of my my options here. Yeah. Immediately call the tip line was option was the the second best option. Okay. I thought that that was sort of middle of the middle of the park there. Now I like the really slowly dropping hints that you admire the killer, but that was option three. That was the lowest. That was one point. Oh wow! Oh, just 
get the out of the country, go to some other place. You do not want to risk him wanting to murder you or no, that is number one best option. Get the out of there. Go. Don't come back until you know he's caught. Yeah, that is toxic that was, behavior, Shannon. That is toxic. I yes. would have such a big part in the murder documentary. Like they would do like a whole episode, like a, if it was a docuseries, a whole episode on me. It, it, even if I get murdered, because I'm like right, because the that's what it's grace. all. About. You're just all about being famous, Shannon. Doesn't just, matter. If I you're just want to see it play out. I just want to yeah. see it play out. Oh, <laughs> wow. that is a toxic trait right there, Shannon. But that's all right. That's all right. All right, Shannon. Thank you. Have won. You have won both times against both hosts. Congratulations. I mean, we are in thank agreement, you, right, Hoffman? You. I was willing to give her the option. Yeah, and I, I think I mean, option two I, is your yeah. yeah, I think I, in, in your opinion, it was the best, uh, better than whatever. I I, 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 I love the ballsiness, so I'll, yeah, I'll agree. Okay, fair enough. Shannon, you've defeated us both. Oh, a, yeah. A, com- a completely rewarding uh, episode today. Do you guys want to try my tiebreaker? Sure, sure. why not? All right. How long in days from date of marriage to date that they were declared single by the court were Brad and Angelina married? How many days? Days. Mm. Married from marriage to to so officially Shan- being declared single. Was it one hundred and twelve? Yeah, she would have had to go first. Uh, one hundred and twelve. Oh, I think it's. Oh, I think it, it's it's way longer than that. It's so I mean one hundred and oh even like. I would have said like five years. So, I mean, I'll, I'll go something closer to that, but let's go 1500 days. Wow. Phil, that's real close. 1693. Thinking of a different couple. Brad and Angelina. How are you thinking of a different couple? Do you know another Brad and Angelina? No, I, I don't know. I don't. 1693 days. It's like four years and some months. Yeah. yeah well yeah. done, Phil. I was, yeah. I was like, they, I know that they had like eight kids adopted. They were, married, they were kids, together right? for like seven years or something or eight or nine years. I don't know. And then they got married in 2014 and they uh, officially were declared single in 2019. Hmm. So there you go. Enough. All right. Well, Shannon, is there anything you'd like to add or plug or promote before you, before you leave us today? No, you can follow me on social media. It's Shannon B underscore UNT on like everything except for TikTok, which is Shannon Anner one. There we go. Okay, Shannon Nanner one on TikTok. Shannon under well, Shannon B underscore L U N T on Instagram and everywhere else. Mm-hmm. B Lunt, Shannon B Lunt. And once you right, find, thank you so much. Yeah, once you find her socials, make sure she makes it really easy. Make sure you also follow Teddy the Corgi. Oh yeah, follow Teddy. That's more important. I don't care if you actually follow me. Teddy's got better <laughs> content. Absolutely good. All right, thank you, Shannon. We'll uh, we'll catch you next time. Yeah, thanks, guys. And with that unusual loss, I go down to a record of 21 and 22, while Hoffman still remains within a puncher's chance of catching up to me within these next two weeks at 20 and 23. Welcome to That Slaps. We each have a song, movie, TV show, whatever, for you to recommend that you go ahead and listen to. I'm going to start us out here, Phil. I think that That Slaps can be mostly about recommending new music or relatively new music to to the listeners, but I also think it can be about reminding the listener to go check out this song that came out decades ago that uh, you probably haven't listened to in a little while, but it'll give you the feels. And I'm giving you, because we've been talking so much about breakups, 
and all that depressing nonsense. Blurred lines. Let's talk a little bit about love. This is Friday, I'm in Love by The Cure. Ah, okay. That slaps. (laughs) That is the most tender way anybody, either one of us has ever said. It slaps. It just slaps. Um, It slaps. Delightfully so. We are in a romantic mood and theme. It's so funny. We actually, looking at it now and, you know, putting my producerial hat on it, we technically probably should have saved these two types of episodes on back-to-back that we've done, probably more for February as it lends itself to that with uh, Valentine's Day. Probably. But hey, we're Probably. coming to you. We're setting the mood, the table for you, the listener. Uh, with that being now said, now you can it, start planning for Valentine's Day, whether that happens to be a first date like last week or a breakup like this week, whichever feels more right to you. Absolutely. And in that romantic realm comes my That Slaps. Song is called Crush by Tessa Violet. It was shared with uh, one of my best friends uh, this week with me, and it's been stuck in my mind, cannot get out of there. And it's been on constant repeat in both my mind, playlists and songs and iPhone. Crush by Tessa Violet. That Slaps. Well, we've arrived at the end of this very, very lengthy episode. And yes. of course, as per usual, we have some thank yous. First of all, to Cass and Crossland and to Jake Corlang for the music that you hear on the show. Thank you to Tara Amstutz and Josh Hans for their wonderful contributions to the pod. Could not do it without you. Episode 50, we've thanked you every time and oh. we will continue to do so because you guys are all yeah. part of what makes the production of Pow Wow so great. Thank you guys. Yeah, whether you've contributed to Pow Wow in a small or large way, we thank you so much for helping us get to this point a year, almost a year in, 50 episodes. What an achievement. We're very proud of ourselves and of anyone who who's contributed to the podcast, guests included. So thank you this week to Shannon. She stuck around for a long time, chatted with us about some real, some real meaty things. Yeah. And of course, of course, thank you to you, the listener, for the support over the past year. And over the past 50 episodes, however many you listen to, thank you so much for listening. And recommend us to your friends. We're trying to spread the word. We think we've got some interesting things to say. And obviously, you can find us on socials at powwow underscore podcast on Instagram. And you'll find our link tree there, which will get you wherever you need to go. And of course, tune in next week where we'll have another fun episode for you. So take care. Gerald. I just don't think it's going to work out between us anymore. Don't look at me with that grizzled face of yours. You know how I love it. Mama said I should never date a bear, and now I know why. Why?